it's time for High Plains Public Radio's weekly program, Growing on the High Plains. Here's Skip. I find it interesting that a plant with the ability to survive the long periods of windswept drought that is prevalent on our high plains is named for a Greek mythological character associated with rain. The goddess Iris was the messenger of the gods, and she used a rainbow as her own personal highway to deliver news, edicts, and warnings from the sky dwellers of Mount Olympus to the earthbound mortals below. Traveling with the speed of the wind, after all, she was married to Zephyrus, the god of wind, Iris also kept the clouds supplied with water to deluge the earth when needed. I have to say that Iris seems to be taking a leave of absence lately, as both deluges and accompanying rainbows have been pretty scarce in these parts. In mythology times, Iris was kept pretty busy with lots of chores, one of which was leading the souls of dead women to the Elysian Fields, a final resting place for the heroic and virtuous. In ancient Greece, purple iris were planted on the graves of women, and the carvings of the blooms can be found in stone walls and structures dating back to numerous ancient civilizations. The iris form was later used to represent the French monarchy, and the fleur-de-lis became synonymous with France for hundreds of years. Alas, that symbol was not so popular with the revolutionaries in 1789, and it was torn from draperies and chipped off buildings. Persons who wore the symbol or in clothing or jewelry literally lost their heads over a style that was no longer in vogue. But if the symbol of the iris went through a dark time politically, the plant fared better in the world of medicine and perfumery. In ancient Greece and Rome, root diggers were commissioned to supply iris rhizomes for the treatment of various illnesses, including dropsy and syphilis. In Italy, during the 19th century, the production of dried iris rhizomes was a major industry, where the tuberous roots were harvested, dried, and sent to perfume distilleries in several countries, including the U.S. Orris root is a powdered form of the iris rhizome and has been used through the ages for a variety of reasons. In primitive times, the powder created a pleasant scent when thrown on sacrificial fires as offerings to the gods. In Germany, orris root was used as a freshener in beer barrels and in French wine casks to keep the contents from going stale. The English used the root to flavor brandies, and in Russia, orris root was used in popular drinks made with honey and ginger. Perfumes and powders relied on iris rhizomes to create violet scents at a time when bathing was believed to create illness. Linens, along with chunks of dried orris root, were boiled in water to create what was called sweet cloth, used in the making of undergarments. Then violent-scented perfumes were applied liberally, and the upper classes wore high-topped wigs that were powdered with a combination of orris root and flour or starch in an effort to emit sweet smells. However, this element of high fashion joined the ranks of the fleur-de-lis in revolutionary France and suffered the same fate at the hands of the executioner who manned the guillotine. In modern medicine and cosmetics, the iris has been replaced by better living through chemistry. But the flower has maintained a leading role in the garden, 
where it has always been a floral showstopper and now appears in all the colors of that mythological rainbow traveled by the blossom's namesake. Growing on the High Plains is a production of High Plains Public Radio. It's written and narrated by Skip Mancini and produced by the staff at HPPR. To listen to other Growing on the High Plains episodes, visit hppr.org.